It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hello. Okay. <laughs> like that, that background you got going. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at wfpk.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you like this kind of thing, I do three brand new interviews every single week. A new interview every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. All the usual spots that include Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can grab it at NPR, WFPK.org. YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of my recent guests have included Adina Menzel, The Hives, Barry Manilow, the filmmakers behind Heart of Stone, They Clone Tyrone, and Landscape with Invisible Hand. I talked with Madison Beer, Fosia. Uh, we have Bethany Cosentino of Best Coast, as well as the 800th episode special. That featured uh, Josh Hami of Queens of the Stone Age, Janelle Monet, Keanu Reeves, Suki Waterhouse, Rob Lowe, Monica Bellucci, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's uh, just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, we're going to be talking about the new documentary called Being Mary Tyler Moore. That's uh, out now on Max with producers Lena Waith and Rishi Rajani. They're going to tell us about, um, well, telling a dual story of Mary's life as well as how her actions changed the conversation around women in America in the 60s and 70s. We'll hear about her private battles outside of celebrity and being a reluctant hero of a movement at uh, certain times of her life. Lena, who's also, you know, written and starred in shows like Master of None, uh, Ready Player One, among many others, she'll recall finding the show through Nickelodeon's Nick at Night, which is also how I found it. Uh, we'll hear about the parallels of, of stars like Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, how her career, her career ascension, rather, uh, is sort of parallel to Moore's. And we'll also hear about the duo's next documentary, which chronicles uh, Timbaland's lockdown producing a Versus series, while also telling the story of turning to black music for comfort in turbulent times. All that and more as we discuss being Mary Tyler Moore, it's Kyle Meredith with Lena Waithe and Rishi Rajani. Kyle, how are you? Morning. Being Mary Tyler Moore, uh, I got to watch it and... First off, yeah, I, I, I'm only going to echo what so many people have said so far. And what an eye-opening 
experience this was because you know we think we know this person and and the public persona and then you get this truth under all of this and and i also want to say from what i understand five years working on this and now emmy nominated so congratulations to both of you thank you thank you so much man you know i, I, th I think that's the thing about documentaries is like you you don't have a choice but to be patient in the work and to you know you can't leave a stone unturned and you're talking to a lot of people you're looking through a lot of footage. Obviously, Dr. Robert Levine, who was Mary Tyler Moore's widower, who was uh, a producer on this as well. He's amazing and was amazing in terms of the access he gave us to their home, to their archival footage, um, just into their lives. And I think that was really what kept us going was him and our desire to do right by him and obviously to do right by Mary's legacy. Um, and it was just something that everybody, Deborah Martin Chase, obviously James Adolphus, Ben Salco, obviously Rishi, everybody really had the same goal and the same vision, which was to do something that would live up to Mary Tyler Moore's legacy. So every compliment, all the love, it really makes our hearts smile because we just want to make Dr. Robert Levine and Mary Tyler Moore proud. And I think we were able to do that. It, it's it's also interesting how much of a dual uh, story this tells. Because obviously we get the history of Mary Tyler Moore, but right from the beginning, it's very obvious. Like it's about Mary, but it's about something so much bigger than just Mary. Uh, I hope you don't mean the broad question here, but what was the story that you wanted to tell beyond just the the, the biography? No, I think that's a really great question. I mean, I honestly wanted, I kind of walked into this wanting people to really appreciate her contribution to the television television industry, but also the industry in general, and also our society. You know, so many women look to her to sort of see. I always say she's the Jackie O of television. So many women kind of wanted to be like her when she was Laura Petrie, in terms of being a wife and a mother. And then a lot of women, you know, even more so, look to her to be a single career woman, um, and what that was, and how she had very unique experiences with both of those things, both of those roles in her own life. Um, she was a very complicated mother. Uh, she was, you know, a woman who was, well, had been married three times. So, and, but she also was a person who was very, you know, a career woman, very much so. So she had, so to me, I just wanted people to appreciate her. But I think what I had a greater appreciation for during this process was who she was as a human being, you know, just all that pressure and what that must have been like at that time, you know, in the 60s, obviously in the late in the 70s. And then, you know, even me in the 2000s, like being a woman on television on Master of None and or creating my own TV shows and having a production company being inspired by MTM Productions, which Harpo Productions was also inspired by, which Hillman Grab Productions. So what I really learned is that she was a human being who had a really huge impact on so many of us. Um, and no matter the color, no matter the year you were born, um, no matter the, ra the the sex, gender you are, like she really kind of made you go, oh, okay, there's there's more to be seen if I just keep walking. Rishi, from your, your angle too, because from what I understand, like you were sort of playing catch up yes. on, on Mary and the history. <laughs> yeah, like how did it unfold for you? Because, you know, here you are also a storyteller. You know, what is it, you know, from your angle? No, I, I think to, to echo Lena a little bit, like, you know, I was coming into Mary knowing her as this this icon, you know, this celebrity that we put on a pedestal in a big way who had made such a significant impact to the landscape, who had won so many Emmys, you know, was this very revered American television icon. You know, um, you know, I, I've said this a lot, but but my my family is from London. And so I grew up very much on British television, not on American television. So I was just like, you know, 
learning about the source material, learning about the Mary Tyler Moore show, learning about the Dick Van Dyke show in a real way. But I think Lena and I talk a lot about celebrity and and how we we kind of view these individuals as almost like these like flag bearers for a cause or you know these kind of larger than life people. And so when we were unpacking those very intimate moments in Mary's life with her like embracing singlehood in New York or like finding love again in a very different capacity outside of like the world of Hollywood. I think those were the moments that really started to to ring in a beautiful way for us because it, it was a good reminder that like all the people that we do kind of like hold like as these like major major icons of society are also real people that have hopes and dreams and aspirations and make mistakes and and, and have insecurities and vulnerabilities too and that's what I love so much about this documentary and we'll be right back right after this Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Lena Waith and Rishi Rajani. And those candid moments that you you catch on here too. I mean, well, not even just the candid moments, the formal moments. Like, I mean, right from the beginning... That interview. Uh, what's the guy? What's the guy's name at the beginning? Uh, Suskin. Suskin. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I don't even know why I was surprised, but my jaw was sort of on the floor 
And just like, man, you were on national television. And sure, this is, you know, back then, but you, the dude just like, yeah, tone deaf, clueless. <laughs> and I'd like to think we've come a long way, but those guys still exist, I know, oh too. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why, I, by the way, I had never seen that interview before. And I, and because I felt I kind of prided myself on being like, oh, yeah, I've seen like most of the interviews and I've scoured the internet and I've, and I've even gone to the Paley Center. But that one I hadn't seen. So when it came through and James, our amazing director, was sort of like pitching, we we start the, the doc that way. I couldn't have been, you know, in more agreement. I thought I was like, oh, this really kind of sets up, you know, her what her life was and what this this tightrope was like that she had to walk. And, and I just really also admire watching her in the interview we, we there's a lot of it we didn't leave in because it's, it's a long interview but you know obviously we kind of kept that moment just of him just not thinking that she's his equal and also to me what got me was him trying to add tinker to her name you know he was like you're actually mary tyler moore tinker and but that was never that was never a professional name she took on she always was mary tyler moore and she was i think she was like this is who i am i could be married to somebody but more is gonna stay because also i think she admired her father so much so um so i think that to me really showed me a lot in terms of how to handle those situations because she didn't get yelled she wasn't angry she really kind of handled it in a very sort of smooth even keel way and i love that she quotes the feminine mystique before the end of the, you know, it's like, so she really is saying like, I understand where I am in the world, but here's my pain. And she also even says, I may get in trouble for this. When she says, you know, I think a lot of women should start investing in, you know, working outside of the home. And just like, even then, like now you hear a celebrity say, I don't want to get, you know, don't kill me. But, you know, even then she was like, I may get some flack for saying that women, a woman's place isn't in the house. And I think that to me was really fascinating, just the way she handles it. So that's one of the, that just shows you why we admire her so much beyond the work, but how she handled herself outside in the real world. Yeah. And especially, I mean, just knowing how monumental this was in the seventies, you know, mm -hmm. like, like how important, and I don't think that can be overstated, like what it meant for people to hear this. Yeah. And especially, you know, when, when we were all still living in a monoculture as well, you know, because you spoke to everybody all at once and that debate was right there and and i and and i know we were sort of seeing all this in the process that's what i mean why i don't know why i'm so surprised because i understand how the history part works as well Damn. but but sort of knowing how it landed and i was thinking about that like that monoculture part like that just luckily i guess played a big part of it in itself i don't know if you guys saw it that way yeah well, it, and it's interesting in that sort of like in these moments that we perhaps look at now as being like oh that was like really cool it was really cool that mary you know wore pants on 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 television right but we've had people come up to us after screenings and go no you don't understand like how big of a deal that was that was like a world in which we weren't allowed to wear pants to school and like a lot of women that were like coming up in that that world and generation and i think like because of i think the monocultural aspects of of what society was like in that moment, the decisions that Mary made were actually probably very much harder to make and also had greater impact because everybody was looking at her. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I mean, I think to me in terms of what I found fascinating is like there's a moment as well with Dick Cavett talking to Valerie Harper uh, saying, how do you feel about people who think that the Mary Tyler Moore show isn't feminist enough? You know, and it's just like, I, that I, I hadn't seen that before either. So there's a lot of interviews and things that are in there that I hadn't seen. So I really chuckle at that because even Valerie is like, we're doing the best we can at like on CBS at like at seven o'clock on a Saturday. Like it just really, 
it spoke to to I think artists even now, but they really were getting a lot of you know debate and, and and things like that from their audience because it was everybody. Everybody was watching the same thing on Saturday. And so, but just even still, like there are still people saying, well, it's not feminist enough or it could go further. But now when we look back at it now, we're like, this is the most feminist show ever. And that they were doing so many things that hadn't been done. Like the fact that she was a woman who had never been married. She was going to be divorced initially, the top of the Mary Tyler Moore show. And them changing that to me makes the show so much more iconic and so much more timeless just because of the fact that she was a woman who never married. The thing I was thinking about the other day, they never married her off before the show was done. So that is something that you wouldn't even see today. Today, they definitely would have said, well, we got to get her somebody before this is done. You know, and so that's why I just love that if they were pure, they stuck to their guns. Um, and it was always these subtle things like the pants, you know, her not being a married woman on that. Like it was these little, that's why I always say it was a delicate match. She wasn't really trying to get on the soapbox. She really kind of wanted to lull people into the future, which I think is so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, she, she becomes sort of the reluctant hero, I guess, in a little bit like, and, and you all do play around with that, you know, in the, in the documentary as well. Like I started to wonder how, cause it touches on it, I think a few times, but like how much she completely buys in to the expected persona that people place upon her, you know, mm -hmm. like, did you all, did you all, did you all come to your own decision on that? Like how much she sort of went? Yes, because she was definitely leading it, but I could never get like how comfortable she was leading it. Yeah. I think, it, I think she was playing a part for a lot of her life. Yeah. You know, I think we, we, we touch on that in the documentary and I think, that you know she was this 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 icon of single womanhood but wasn't a single woman right and but then you get to like the and i know i referenced it before but the new york section is like my favorite moment of, of the movie because it's i think her realizing all these things that she was playing as a role in her own life yeah. so i think maybe she might not have been there for kind of those early moments in her career and for a big chunk of her career but kind of afterwards, her finding it and finding that strength in kind of who she was as an individual outside of these men, outside of these roles, was kind of a beautiful place to get to. Yeah, I agree. And I think she was a bit of a, I think you never know when you, you, you're doing the work if it, that is going to be iconic. Like, that's just something you don't think about. I can speak to that myself. Like, when I'm making the Thanksgiving episode, we're just thinking, this is really fun. This is really cool. It's really funny. This is really a good time. Like, you know, it's like, you're not, you know, thinking that you're going to affect people, you know, that you'll, you'll never meet. And, and so I think for Mary, she really was driven. And I think that's something I really relate to and also very ambitious, you know, and at a time when that wasn't the norm. And so I think for me, that's the thing that I leaned into about her. But I think in her ambition and in her drive and her and just also her effervescence, you know, that's what kind of got her on the Dick Van Dyke show. It was her her lightness, you know, and, you know, um, and then and also saying, I think with Mary Tyler Moore show, she had this thing about her that like, she even said she's like women would come up to me and say, oh, my husband has a huge crush on you and it's fine. You know, I say because she just had this sort of sweetness about her. And I think that's why she was able to to infiltrate everybody's home, everybody's lives and be the woman that everybody loved. And, you know, um, but I do think she didn't think that that would be her career. I'm sure she wanted to be successful, but I definitely didn't think she wanted to be the leader or the, the prototype for all women. But when she realized that was happening, she thought, okay, all right, I'll figure this out. I'll walk in this. And um, and I think that that also had an effect on her life. So I think that's a really keen observation. And we'll be right back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Lena Waithe and Rishi Rajani. I love when you talk about Nick at Night and your experience with this because, you know, that's I'm an older millennial, younger Gen X, however we look at that. Like yeah. that's how I and and the interesting thing when thinking about it in that context is I remember when I was younger, it's not like I loved old cinema. Like that came later. Yeah. But something about those shows on Nick at Night worked. Yeah. You know, why did they still speak to us 15 years later or whatever? I mean, even more than some of them. I mean, I think the big, the first thing I really watched was Dick Van Dyke show on Nick at Night. That was that was what was really there. And I'm Rachel Lamar show I got into a little bit later. But I think it was because it was simple storytelling. Um, and they were there were very everyday jokes is what I call them. And that like just an everyday person most people can relate to. And a lot of that is to do with like, I mean, Dick Van Dyke's character, you know, uh, Rob is balancing home life with work life. And I think that's why you can put Dick Van Dyke show on any time of day, you know, because everybody can look at that and go, yeah, you're at home with your family and you do that. And then you go home and you go to work and you do that dance. Um, and I think with the Michelle Moore show, you know, even though her family at home was Rhoda, you know, was Phyllis, you know, and that's a lot of women can also relate to that, like their friends, their homies, but then also their whole world that when they go to work, you know, their boss, their coworkers, you know, how they, how they, what their role is at work. So I think those are things that they, they work because they are timeless. People are always going to have a home and a job, you know, and I think that is something that just endures that you can't, it never grows old. Well, you know, I, I wonder now I've got a 15 year old son and it's like, I want to show it to him next. I just want to see how it lands, you know, and that if it still lands in that same way, because I think it will. Why wouldn't it? You know, I, it, we have to keep showing people, you know, the younger generations this work so they don't forget it or or they don't forget what their influences are. You mm -hmm. know, it's like I can think that, you know, I, I had a lovely conversation with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who, who, who was gracious enough to, to participate in the documentary. But I could see the the impact that the, the blueprint that Mary Tyler Moore had laid in terms of the Dick Van Dyke show. You know, um, her, her being introduced to us next to a man that we all knew pretty well. 
um, then stepping forth on our own in a show that became somebody could argue even more iconic than Dick Van Dyke's show. And then you look at Julie Louis Dreyfus, obviously introduced to us on, on Seinfeld next to Jerry, and then steps forth by herself on Veep. I always say if, if, if Seinfeld was a show about nothing, Veep was a show about everything. And you know, and for Julia to become really almost more iconic as as the V as the vice president than as Elaine, to me almost to, I can't not see the the uh, the similarities and how that shows up. And so I think it's important for us to always understand, oh, what has come before? So that way I can get how I've been influenced and how I've been impacted. Um, because that to me is just always important. Like we're not, no one's reinventing the wheel. No one's making things up. We really are kind of coming off of those that have come before us. Perfectly said, it really is. And uh, and is present in, in all of this and being Mary Tyler Moore. I love the work that both of you all put into this and the work that both of you all are doing. Thank you. Uh, so really, seriously, congratulations on Thanks. all the accolades that you've gotten on this. And, and hopefully the big ones are still to come, too. <laughs> and, and I also want to pull up. Uh, what did I see? Rishi, was it you guys are working on something music based, a documentary next, right? Yeah. So uh, so our next documentary is is really exciting. We're actually re-teaming up with James Adolphus, who is the filmmaker of Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the uh, pandemic, Swizz Beats and Timbaland put together a really incredible series of music battles on um, that were really on Instagram called mm-hmm. Versus. Um, they gave Lena a call to, to document it. And we kind of... Um, jumped in yeah jumped in when when people were terrified of of other people being you know within 100 feet of them during the pandemic but managed to get a lot of beautiful footage but james came to us with i think a a kind of gorgeous thesis which is that in times of struggle you know america turns to black music for comfort Mm -hmm. and um so we're going to be tracing that legacy through this documentary with with our partners over at amazon I can't wait to see. I don't know if you guys could tell, but I cannot wait to see that. You know, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty impressed, brother. You know, <laughs> you go no, I, I keep him just looking over my shoulder over here just to make sure. Hey, we're I all... got I got him tatted on my body. So nice. Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. which era? Oh, which era? It's when doves cry. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so great talking to you both. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it today. And again, congrats. Thank you, brother. I really, really appreciate, appreciate that. that. Thanks, Kyle. And my thanks to Lena and Rishi being Mary Tyler Moore is out now on Max and Emmy nominated. Thanks to you for checking out the series. Again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Three new ones a week, uh, one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover those new ones. Again, you can do so at Spotify, at uh, Apple Podcasts. You can grab us at NPR wfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to wfpk.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of classics from the 60s all the way through the 2000s. You get the best in uh, new music. We do anniversary spins, music news, bonus interviews. Uh, One of my recent shows had the music of the Staple Singers, Ann Peebles, Robert Finley, U2, Morrissey, Talking Heads, 
Sarah Barella, Shungudzo, New Order, Olivia Dean and Leon Bridges, Hyam, Joan Jett, Jake Bug, Tom Waits, The National, Silver Sun Pickups, Modest Mouse, Counting Crows, Kay Young, Allison Russell, Semisonic, Squeeze, Big Thief, and my interview with uh, Ellie Kemper from The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and, uh, and The Office. That's just what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also catch me on any of the social medias. Uh, the address is always at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Consequence Podcast Network. More stuff getting kicked up. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.